good news for cyber criminals, average ransomware payments jump by 60%. And Amazon's Alexa security flaw that could have let hackers access a user's voice history. These stories and more in this week's ISMG's Security Report. Hello, I'm Anna Delaney. Ransomware gangs continue to see bigger payoffs from their ransom-paying victims, says ISMG's Managing Editor of Data Breach Today in Europe, Matthew Schwartz. In short, he highlights, criminals keep innovating. Here he is with more on the story. If you're a cybercriminal with a penchant for infecting victims with ransomware, great news. Your average profits have been surging. Unfortunately for everyone else, the bad news is that the average cost of a ransom paid by a victim in the second quarter of this year, hit $178,000, up 60% from the average of $112,000 seen in the first quarter. So says ransomware incident response firm Coveware in a new report charting trends among its clients. Coveware reports that the most seen types of ransomware continue to be Sodonokibi, also known as Revil, as well as Maze and Phobos. But whereas these three strains accounted for 60% of all attacks seen in Q1, by Q2, they accounted for only 30% of attacks. What accounts for that drop? In part, smaller and newer variants, such as Mamba, Snatch, and Death Hidden Tear, are growing increasingly popular. Some smaller ransomware-as-a-service operations, such as Dharma, have also been seeking bigger ransom payments from victims. Until recently, Dharma kept its pricing in the mid to low five-figure range, but in Q2, it broke the $100,000 barrier. That's one explanation for why the average ransom being paid by victims has surged. Another is big game hunting. This means taking down large enterprises. Among ransomware gangs, this tactic was first practiced in 2018 by Ryuk and BitPamer, before the Maze gang began using it too. These groups will take down fewer victims, but they go for the big players, demanding massive ransoms. For anyone hit by the Maze gang, six or even seven-figure ransom payments have not been uncommon, Coveware says. To help make this happen, security experts say Maze has been aggressively recruiting dedicated specialists to maximize its chances of success. Coveware says these specialists include people skilled in using Tor, bulletproof hosting, cloud data storage and migration, front-end web development, as well as facilitating negotiations. All of these are separate skill sets, it says, and Maze uses a network of different people in each of these groups to maximize its criminal profits. Beyond smaller players demanding bigger ransoms and big game hunters hitting large targets, another explanation for the rise in ransom payment amounts has been ransomware gangs practicing data leaking. This trend kicked off last November when Maze began leaking data for any victim that did not pay. Since then, at least a dozen gangs have followed suit. Their MO is to name and shame victims by posting their identity on a dedicated data leaking site. If the organization doesn't pay, then the ransomware gang will trickle out stolen data. Any organization that still fails to pay can see all of its stolen data get dumped, or in some cases, auctioned to the highest bidder to serve as a lesson to future victims. Now, initially, many security experts I spoke to hoped this trend might backfire, maybe making ransomware victims less likely to pay. 
Unfortunately, however, the strategy appears to have been working, and data exfiltration has been resulting in ransom payments from companies even when their ransomware recovery was possible from backups, Covor says. In short, criminals keep innovating. In past years, their focus may have been on banking trojans or cryptocurrency mining malware, amongst many other options. But since 2018, we've been seeing a steady rise in ransomware attacks, no doubt because organizations are continuing to fall victim, as well as to pay. And so long as this continues, why wouldn't criminals continue to run ransomware campaigns? For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. A few weeks ago, social media company Twitter experienced what is considered the biggest cyber attack in its history. It certainly was high profile in nature, but the damage was limited considering, says Sadia Mirza, attorney at law firm Trout & Pepper. In fact, she told me when I spoke to her earlier this week that companies could actually learn from the way Twitter communicated with the public in the wake of a hacking incident, highlighting that the speed and open style of their response provide lessons to others on the value of an incident response plan. Here she is with more on the key lessons to learn from the story. You're not going to be judged by the fact that an incident has occurred because that happens every day now. Um, the focus is always going to be on your response. And, you know, unfortunately, that is the takeaway, I think, from every incident is look at how the company reacted to it and what can you learn. And I think there is a lot to be learned by Twitter's um, quick reaction. They um, communicated enough information um, that they knew without sharing too much. And I think I remember seeing a tweet that said, look, we're not going to we can't provide certain details because it may inhibit um, our ability to secure our own environment. They came out and said, we want to share with you so you guys can learn from this and the community can learn. And so they they created this whole this message of the, of like them being very good people. And we're here to you know, we've been a victim and we want to save you guys from being victims, too. And so I thought the overall messaging was very well. It was um, it was nicely written, nicely communicated. And I think take a look at their response and, you know, how can you build off of that and how can you learn from that and incorporate some of that into, you know, your own incident response plans, your communication plans. And so I'm going to assume that Twitter has, you know, based on their quick reaction, they must have, you know, they have an incident response plan in place. They had an idea about how they were going to communicate with individuals. Um, you know, I, I don't think that it was a last minute decision that their Twitter support handle was going to be what they were going to use to communicate with their audience. And so you have to think about all of that and all of that needs to be built into your incident response plan. And so again, the key takeaway at the end of the day is preparation is key. And this time I think the key, one of the takeaways here is, you know, focus on your communication and how you can get ahead of the story and ultimately control the narrative and, you know, protect the reputation of your company. And finally, a flaw in Amazon's Alexa smart home devices could have allowed hackers access personal information, say cybersecurity researchers at Checkpoint. Could this be a case of Big Brother is always watching and listening? Here's ISMG's Managing Editor of Security and Technology, Jeremy Kirk, for more on the story. As voice-controlled assistants have become commonplace, the privacy and security concerns have risen in tandem. The latest research comes from the security company Checkpoint. Its analysts developed a one-click attack that could reveal a person's voice history or personal information on Amazon's Alexa. 
Amazon has fixed the flaws, which weren't directly in the devices, but rather web application security vulnerabilities. But Amazon also contends that Checkpoint's demonstration video is somewhat misleading. Checkpoint looked at Alexa's mobile application. It found Amazon had made errors setting the cross-origin resource sharing policy, which determines what resources web applications can access at other domains or ports. It also found issues with Amazon subdomains, including cross-site scripting issues that allowed the researchers to create malicious links from Amazon's domains. By sending a malicious Amazon link to a victim, an attacker could manipulate a person's Alexa account. That includes adding a new skill, which is Amazon's term for third-party applications that give Alexa extra functionality. In a demonstration video, Checkpoint shows how it could silently install a skill on a victim's account. The skill purportedly delivers updates on Amazon Prime Entertainment and shopping benefits. The demonstration video makes it appear that the skill can then control a person's home IoT devices, such as adjusting lights and shades. But Amazon says that skill has never actually been published and it wouldn't be possible to control a person's home automation devices that way. Further, it says it conducts security reviews to filter out malicious skills. A successful attack could have other impacts, Checkpoint contends. For example, it could be possible to get a record of a person's Alexa voice history or other personal information, such as usernames and phone numbers. Checkpoint also says some types of bank-related data could be revealed through a person's voice history. But Amazon disputes this, saying that banking information is redacted in Alexa's responses. Although the two companies disagree about some of the finer points, it is an example of how the Internet of Things can pose privacy risks. And in this case, it's not the device itself that was vulnerable, but rather the back-end connected web services. It's a reminder once again of how organizations should be on guard for web application security vulnerabilities. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. That's it from ISMG's Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time. <laughs>